Your favorite PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors are right here every week on Next on the Tee. Join Chris as the greats of the game share their stories, insights and playing lessons. Now, back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is one of my all-time favorite guests. And not only just because of her golf knowledge, but just what a wonderful individual she is as well. And that is Debbie O'Connell. Let me remind you a little bit about Debbie's background. She is an LPGA Class A teaching professional and club professional as well. In 2002, she was named the LPGA National Professional of the Year and the LPGA Southeast Section Professional of the Year as well. 2004, her high school alma mater, Ridgewood High up in New Jersey, inducted, in, inducted her into their Athletic Hall of Fame. 2007, she won the inaugural Nancy Lopez Golf Achievement Award, which is given annually to the person who emulates the qualities valued by Nancy, which are leadership, passion, giving, and approachability. In 2008 and 2009, she was named a top 50 instructor by the LPGA. In 2010 and again in 2012, she was recognized by Golf Digest as one of the top 50 female teachers in America. 2016, she was named a Northeast Section Teacher of the Year. She's also a media pro, having done uh, stints with uh, Ladies uh, Links 4 magazine and on the LPGA uh, website as well, lpga.com. She hosted her own show, the Debbie O'Connell Radio Show for a decade, and Par for the Course TV show as well. She is also the founder of Golf Positive, which offers multimedia golf tips and articles to enhance both your golf game and your life as well. She's written a book titled Golf Positive, Live Positive, Lessons in Golf and Life. And tonight's sort of a milestone for her here on the show. This is her 10th appearance with me, and I couldn't be more grateful to have Debbie as a part of the show. Hey, Debbie, how are you, my friend? Oh, Chris, thank you for that amazing introduction. I can't believe it. Ten times, really? Yeah, ten times. I'm honored and privileged to be able to say that. Thank you so much for enduring me ten times. Or nine oh, going on. I ten. love it every time, Chris. You are amazing, and you ask just incredible questions that help your audience and, and your enthusiasm about the game and your and your audience and the people that uh, who learn and grow from from your show. You're you're just awesome. I love to spend the time with you. Well, I appreciate that very very much. So Debbie, tell me about you. I was I was all hyped because uh, you had some lofty goals for your golf game this year and got sidetracked a little bit by an injury. <laughs> How you doing? You okay? Yes, I am. I'm emotionally okay. I'm focused on getting better. What what happened, I actually had some neck pain going on, and I, had, I found out I had a lot of things going on in my neck. And this one particular day, I was at the orthopedic, and I said to him, I said, you know, when I play golf, you know, like late in the round or if I play multiple days, I really get tight and sore in my lower left back. And that's happened for years. And then I said, sometimes I get pain in my groin. I said, but that, that left thigh, like I'm always stretching my hip and stretching my lower back, and it always gets tight as the round goes on or the, the tournament goes on, either one. But any time I was playing multiple days, it really got sore on me. And he, he, he kind of did his own exam, and he said, you know what, Debbie, let's do an x-ray. And now I had been really training to get ready to qualify for the U.S. Women's Senior Open. I was excited. I was working on my game. I was taking lessons from another a uh, guest of yours who comes on your show often, Tom Patry. So I was making trips to Florida from New Jersey. I was signing up for tournaments, and I played in two tournaments. The second one I ended up withdrawing from, but every round I played, it got worse because I just, I couldn't physically really turn my body anymore. So he says, you know, take, let's take an x-ray. And, um, and he looks at it and he said, 
do you mind doing an MRI? We really need to do an MRI. He saw like a little bone spur that was on the femur. And then um, we did the MRI to find out I have a tear in my labrum in my left hip, mm. which was causing, which was interesting because my hip never really bothered me, but it was the groin and the left lower back. And uh, so I, I'm actually having surgery on April 9th to repair it and, uh, and shave down that bone spur. So that pretty much derails me from golf for about six months. So looking ahead to 2020, is the, is the goal still the same? Let's, let's qualify for the, uh, for the ladies senior open. Is, is, does it, all, we're putting, all we're doing is pushing it back a year? Yes, that's how I'm feeling. There's a, it's just a little detour in the road, Chris. It's going to push back. And 2020 sounds like an awesome year anyway. <laughs> that's right. Good for you. So I got to ask you, now Thank you mentioned you. Tom Patry, right? So Tom, you know, Tom uh, and I were communicating prior to the show. And uh, he was telling me how proud he is of you. Talk about the work you're doing with Tom. Oh, Tom's phenomenal. He tell he talks a lot. I tell him that all the time. I say, you know, you talk a lot. But here's here's why he does that when <laughs> when you're learning from him. I tell you, he tells you a story. And what I have always found is the best way to learn a lesson is to hear it told in a story. He's so smart, and he knows this game, and he knows how to make you a player. He doesn't just make you have a, an awesome golf swing or a great short game or, you know, improve your putting. What he does is he makes you a player out there. How do you think? What kind of shots are you going to perform? And, and he ups the level. His curiosity about this game for so many years has absolutely made him one of the best professional ever. And he's still in search of more and more and more, and that's what makes him so good. He's constantly asking questions. He thinks, like he just, he's thinking all the time, how can I do this better? What can I learn? Who can I learn from? Who can I talk to? And anytime he's around anyone that he believes, like, he, that he may learn something from, he's asking questions and he's listening. And then he imparts all that knowledge on his students, and he does it in, in such a fun way. So I was having a blast with him. I, I think we've developed a, a bit of a friendship, which is, is really awesome because um, he's a great, great man who loves this game of golf and the whole tradition of it, and, uh, and that all just shines through when he's teaching. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm a huge Tom Patrick fan myself. So, Debbie, you do a great job bringing junior golfers in and more women into the game of golf. What are some of the things that you're seeing successful or you're doing successfully that helps keep the juniors and the women energized? Because not only do we want them to come into the game and learn, we want it to be a game for a lifetime. Talk about the success you're having doing that. Make it fun. Make it fun. Make it fun. When you're working with the women, take the pressure off. They put so much pressure on themselves. I can't even tell you how many times I'll have a woman who's who's after work or it's at the weekend and they're working so hard to hit the ball and they're tight and they're swinging so hard at the ball. They've got their sequences all off because everything is just like so much work. <laughs> so I always tell them, I'm like, look, you're not at work right now. You know, it's time to have fun and play, and they just try so hard because they want to do it well, and they get in their own way so often. And with the kids, it's got to be about fun. You don't, you don't want to sit there and get all technical with any kids. And, and parents, let them enjoy it. Let them hit the poor shots. We learn best from when we 
like your your previous guest was awesome about how do you stop them from taking that huge risk? Well, you don't. You let them go make a huge number and let them do that a couple times. That's how we learn best. When it hurts a little, you're going to learn. So that's that's important. And let the kids do that, but let it be fun. I just had a, a clinic tonight, and we had so much fun. I had these, this one lady who was so tense. And I, I was, I was trying to help her swing and I was actually physically trying to get, I'm like, relax, relax. I said, what makes you relax? I said, pretend. She said, wine. I said, all right, pretend we're at the beach and you have two glasses of wine. And she literally relaxed the moment <laughs> I said that. And, um, and then I, and then she was able to actually, for the first time in her life, feel the golf club swing instead of her forcing it down to hit the ball. So that was so much fun. I was dancing the hula with one lady who she she was just so abrupt with her hips, like jumping at it. And I'm like, come on, like, can't you just do the hula? Let's put some music on and dance and move those hips smoothly. Let's be smooth and move. And all of a sudden, our hips started moving smoothly. And we're laughing, we're high fiving, we're cheering. The ladies were cheering for each other. And uh, and it's it's the atmosphere that hey, it's just a game. And you're doing this for recreation and fun. I had a lady the other day, she's like, you know, golf season's coming around, and I always get so tense this time of year. I don't, I don't really do much in the winter. I just kind of put my clubs away, but now the anxiety is starting. I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you, you play for fun, right? Just in a league. You're not trying to make a living. You know, it, it's okay to hit poor shots out there as long as you have fun. And it was the same thing with her. We had to loosen her up. So much of what I teach, um, especially – Amateur women golfers. It's it's not the technical stuff. This lady that I was just talking about, she was actually had had lessons every year, and technically she looked good. You know, if you picked it apart, slow motion, and you saw the movement, but she was so tight on the club, it didn't swing. So it didn't care. It didn't matter what great position she was in. If she had the brakes on the whole time with tight hands and shoulders and arms, the club wasn't going to do its job anyway. So she got swinging, got looser, and let it go. She said, oh, my gosh, I've never felt that. So I think that's really a huge part. And for teachers to recognize what causes some things, and a lot of times it's anxiety and tension and trying too hard and not trying, you know, not wanting to embarrass ourselves and they're, and the student getting in their way. And even if you get them in that perfect, perfect position, are they, like, what are they feeling? What are you seeing as far as tempo and timing and then helping people get out of their way with that? Um, so, so that's kind of my, my strategy with a lot of these women. Um, my go-to is if they're like, I'm not an athlete. I'm like, well, do you like to dance? And when they say yes, I'm like, all right, great, because that's what golf is. It's tempo, timing, rhythm. When they say no, I'm like, oh, okay, let's find something else. <laughs> you know, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, we need to make this fun. It's a game, and we want to be welcoming and, and get them to laugh. Tee it up in the fairway if they're a beginner and not playing in a league. You know, do things that, that make it more comfortable for people. And Debbie, for, for those of us who have, you know, junior golfers, right? We're the parents of junior golfers. Are, are we the problem? Are, our expectations and what we want, you know, and how we want them to play, or are we putting too much pressure on the kids so that it's, it, you know, you talk about it, it's just a game. Are, are, is, are we part of the problem? I, I would say I would never make a blanket statement like that. I would, cause I've had some of the most amazing parents who, who just watch quietly and cheer and when they see a neat shot that goes up in the air, even ones that aren't great, but hey, look, look, you really held your finish good. 
I've had many parents like that. I really have. I think when the uh, junior athlete is quite good, and and I and I've had those as well, and then sometimes starting to play in some junior tournaments and competing, and then all of a sudden they see, oh my gosh, what we have a star here, and then and the possibilities that could happen. I, I do definitely believe that happens where there's a big push, there's this pressure. They some I know of some some kids who would like it yelled at if they didn't play well or they had bad holes and it wasn't what Nancy Lopez's dad would ask her after a round. And what she asked me after one round when I didn't play very well, she said, did you try your best on every shot? And if the answer is yes, then golly, be proud. Be proud that they tried their best on every shot. And that means getting emotionally ready, mentally ready, feeling confident, letting the last shot go and saying, okay, let me do my best on this shot. And one shot, and when you can teach your child to do that, then one, you're going to have a better player on your hands than if they're feeling pressure the whole time and that they know, uh, you know what, if I just do my best every shot, my parents will be proud. And then, you know what, that will happen, we'll hit better shots because now there's no pressure on them. But yes, I do think, and unfortunately, that happens all too often, And but there are also many parents who who just encourage and um, and are proud of the kids for being out there and trying their best. Debbie, switching gears just a little bit, I want to get some playing lessons from you. And, and I've got my annual buddies trip coming up here in uh, in a few weeks, and I, I need some help uh, on, in a couple of different areas. One, with my three-wood off the deck. Hey, when you got those fairway shots on a par five, hitting the three-wood right there off the fairway. Too frequently, I'm hitting that shot fat. What do I need to do differently to get better contact? <laughs> Chris, I had I had a challenge with my three wood once a long time ago, and I I had a tendency to top it when when I would miss it, and it rolled down the fairway. And um, so I was playing in this one tournament, and the first time I took the three wood out, I top, I cold topped it, and and it was a team event, and I had a, a partner kind of look at me like, what was that? <laughs> and it rolled. <laughs> this is a professional event. And then there was later in the round, I really wanted to hit three wood again. And I'm like, wow, this is a perfect shot. It's a par five. I get real close. And I, and, uh, I said, I, you know what? I can do this. I said, stay in the moment right here, this club. I've got this. And instead of what I did the first swing because of my past experience with topping it, I, the first swing, I was like, all right, now just stay down and hit the ball. Come on, just really stay down. <laughs> and then I topped it. So the next time, and here's, what I think would help you, especially because it'll help you get the clubs through and not bottom out too soon. Think of the target. And I changed my thinking and I kept the mantra because I didn't want the doubt to jump in, which sometimes happens unexpectedly. You're like, you know, you think, oh my God, don't top it or don't hit it fat. You know, you don't want that to come in. So what I, what I did in this situation later in the round, I'm over the ball and all I kept saying was target, target, target. I kept that word going in and I focused on target mentally and my visual was of the club swinging through to the target. It wasn't about the ball. It wasn't about hitting the ball at all. And once I got the club swinging through to the target and then letting myself make a, like my, my normal golf swing and trust it, but the mental part about being on target, I started hitting my three wood again very well. And, uh, so, so I, that, that'll be the key for you. Is that's why you have me on the show this time of year, right? Cause every time we've done this little playing lesson, you've, you've made money. I'm supposed to get a percent, right. you know, 
I don't think I've gotten a check in the mail because every time you say you write me and say, you know, that really helped me. <laughs> so yeah, I, that would, that would work. Get your mind on the target. Look at the ball, but mind is on the target, and you're thinking target. You're swinging through. A great word is finish, because if you hit your other shots well, it's not mechanical in your swing. Is that something's going on with that club in your mind? All right, not so much. Well, let's talk about the, the other shot. Yeah, let me let's talk about the other shot that causes me some anxiety, and that's the the green side bunker shot. What's the best way to make sure at least I'm getting the ball out of the bunker and onto the green and giving myself an opportunity to save par? Here's 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 the secret. When you get in the bunker, you when you're switching your feet back and forth, you feel like you're dancing and you loosen up and go, all right, let's just play in the sand. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. <laughs> um, I say that for fun, but really, one, relax. It's just sand. You know, the pros love it. They're they're looking up they're they're looking to hit the ball in the hole, those pros. But absolutely, I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they don't follow through. They they you, you kind of slow down, you get careful, you know you, you don't want to skull it and hit too far. You know all these maybe past experiences that might have happened, but hit that sand out of the bunker and truly follow through. I think you saw one of the drills I did on the golf channel, which was hitting some marshmallows out of the bunker. That's right. Which, which really helps the confidence of swinging with acceleration through the ball as well. Because um, what, are you leaving it in the bunker on some of those? Yeah, some, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing both things you just talked about. I'm either leaving it in the bunker or I'm, you know, I'm hitting it way over the green. Okay. All right. So, so marshmallows is a good one. But here's the thing. You said it causes me anxiety. You got to get rid of that. And, and yep. here's, here's something that I suggest you do when you're, Right when you're over the ball, before, before you're going to hit your shot, look at the hole and go, you know what? This might go in. And when your brain is like, oh, my God, we might hit it in the hole? Well, this shot can't be that hard. And I tell you what, I have used that on, on challenging shots, and I look up there and I go, you know, this might go in. You know, one of those over a bunker with water on the other side, a tight pin, <laughs> one of those. This might go in the hole. And, then, and then, you know what? This is going to be fun. And and. Here's here's something that happened to me, and I learned it from a, a fellow LPGA professional. We were playing in a team event. Part of it was alternate shot. And we were in a practice round, and I don't know, we were both hitting. And she looked at me at one shot, and she said, you know, Debbie, I am not afraid of any shot out here, so I don't care where you put me. You just swing away, and let's let's not worry about where the ball goes because, you know what, I'm not afraid of anything out here. And I tell wow. you what, Chris. That took my game to a different level of fearlessness on the golf course. I was like, you know, she's right. So we made up this hashtag fearless fun. And nice. all of a sudden that was, we'd look at each other and we'd go, fearless fun. And we'd, we'd hit these shots. And, and I played, and it was the first tournament I'd played in a couple of years. And, and I really hit the ball great. I felt confident over every shot. And even, you know, she would be out of a hole. In, in the best ballpark, and so now I've got to, I've got to complete this hole. And you know, you, you know, when it's a partner thing, you feel that heart beating, and that's not a bad thing when your heart's beating because sometimes it just raises your mental focus a little bit more. You have that extra level of intensity over the shot to focus. And then I'd get ready to putt, and I'd say fearless fun, and then I'd stroke it so relaxed and easy, and I was making, I was either saving pars or made a couple nice birdies for the team. And, and that was the attitude for the entire two-day tournament. 
So try that one too. Yeah, the shot might go in. Absolutely. Fearless fun. Not afraid of anything out here. This is awesome. And go to thankful. Um, I was playing in in a tournament before I found out about my my hip injury, and I was I was looking around. I'm like, this is so much fun. How lucky I am to be out here. If you really, if you go to appreciation, you can't feel anxiety. It, they've done the studies on it. You can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So if you're out there and, and you see the ball go in the greenside bunker, you know, just as you're walking up, go, gosh, you know what? I'm so lucky to be out here. I'm so lucky I have a radio show. I have kids and family, and, and I have this game of golf. Wow. Then you go up there and you go, fun, baby. Here we go. And it might, you there might not get go. All right, so now I got to get a playing tip from my buddy Bob, who who doesn't understand that clubs have loft, because he's always trying to on on the chipping shot, he's always trying to scoop it. And I know you have a great video out on GolfPositive.com about scooping those shots. Talk about how we should be avoiding that. Oh well, remember I call that scoopy poopy is the way uh, people remember. And I did have one lady; she was in a clinic of mine. I I ran into her five later. She goes. You told me about no Scooby Poopy, didn't you? <laughs> so it's, it's a memorable line. As long as I remember, I don't care if I sound like I'm in kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what happens when you do use your wrist? You lift the club head. The club head comes in the air. And where's the ball? The ball's not in the air. The ball's on the ground. So the key is to get the club head to get to the bottom of the ball. And we definitely need to keep those hands nice and quiet out of the shot. And, and truly what happens and why people do this is when they're not confident with a certain shot, you're going to trust the hand that feeds you. Meaning, if you're a right-handed player and you're right-handed and you feed yourself with your right hand, you brush your teeth with your right hand, anytime you have anything that needs to be a coordinated action, you do it with your right hand. So now you step over a shot, you're not real comfortable with it, so righty over here says, step aside. I do everything else for us, I'll hit this shot too. So the key to hitting the shot is your big muscles, right? We need to use your chest and back and abs and, and rotate that upper body back and then use a little bit of hip. So what I explain to a lot of my students is I ask them a question and I say, what would be more consistent? Because I hear that question. I want to be more consistent. I want to be more consistent. I said, well, what's more consistent, physics? Or human beings. And they look at me like, huh? I, I said, physics or human beings? What would be more consistent? What's reliable? And I'm like, well, physics. I said, absolutely. So when you are hitting a chip shot, you want to create a pendulum. And the way you best do that is to use your big muscles. Because when you're using that really confident, coordinated one hand to do most of the work and try to hit the ball, that club can go anywhere. That's, that's humanness. That's hand-eye coordination, and you better go hit a thousand or two balls every day to create some consistency if you're going to let your wrist fly all over the place, because that's a little muscle, and it can move the club in different directions. If you're in a good setup, how many directions can you turn your shoulders back? You know, and you'll repeat that movement. How many, how many directions if you turn your hip a little forward? I mean, it's not going to go in five different directions in five different swings. It's going to do the same thing. And then from there, you keep your, the one thing that stays, you know, centered is your head and spine, right? So we just create a pendulum around our head and spine, and now you're playing with physics. And now you're playing with something that's reliable and repeatable, because we can trust gravity over and over and over. So what's his name, Bob? Is that his name? Bob. Uh, that's Bob. his name. Trust 
physics. Let's get a little movement in your upper body going back. A little bit of hip, but keep your chest turning through. Great drill for you is take an alignment stick and put it on the uh, the lead side under that lead arm. But you're not holding it. It's just flying free, but you're going to grip the alignment stick with your golf club. I call it the magic stick because if you go through that and you're scoopy, the stick will hit you right in your ribs, and it really doesn't feel good. So that <laughs> stick will hit you, and it'll remind you to not scoop the ball. Don't be scoopy poopy. Plus, you know, I'm sure Bob doesn't want to be called scoopy poopy. So we take that stick, we put it there. If, if the stick doesn't hurt you, it doesn't hit you at all, you're doing it great. And that ball will pop in the air and get on the green. Let the club do the work. Trust physics. Let the club swing back and through. Use your big, reliable muscles. Debbie, before we let you go, you have a wonderful book out on Amazon.com called Golf Positive, Live Positive, Lessons in Golf and Life. Talk about what people are going to learn when they pick up your book. Oh, it, it's really fun because there's many stories in it. I have stories about playing golf with Nancy Lopez and some of my experiences with, with golf and experiences in life. And as I said, I, I really enjoy reading books with stories that teach a lesson, and that's how I love to write a book with stories. And, and what it is, you know, the golf lessons will be there. Uh, Bob, you better order it uh, because I think that drill is in there too. So Bob can learn his chipping. But then what I do is I say, now, in life, that's a short shot in golf. And in life, it's important to set short-term goals. So then I talk about short-term goals to go along with the chapter about chipping, the little shot. And then when I talk about pitching, you know, I teach that shot, how to hit the ball in the air and get it over something. And then the question for life is, how well do you get over obstacles in life? And then there's that, the rest of the chapter is all about getting over obstacles in your own life. And it's all research-based, and it's strategies and formulas that I've learned about, that I've put into my life that have worked, that I've taught people, and I've seen the success of it. So for the golf part, as well as the life part, you'll learn lessons. It'll be a fun way to learn. There's stories in there. And I, I just, it, the, the response I've gotten from people has been really neat, very positive about it, enjoyed. My aunt was so funny. She said, I haven't read a book in so long, so I figured I had to read yours, and I thought I'd read a few pages to tell you I read it. She said, I read the whole thing, even the part, the golf part, and I'm not really golfing anymore. I mean, she was shocked at herself that she got into it and really enjoyed it. Um, and my dad even read it. My dad read the whole book. I was like, you did? And he said, yeah. I mean, so, man, those stories were great. He was like, wow, I'm proud of you. That was really good. I, I really liked your book. So that was that was fun. You know, you, even though you kind of hope your family reads it, it was, it was nice to hear those comments from them. But non-family members have actually read it, Chris. I've sold more than two copies, so that's good. Um, <laughs> and, and I've gotten positive responses, too. I, th I think people will enjoy it and, and put the lessons, especially those life lessons. It's all about, gosh, waking up with, with some joy and passion and, and appreciating life and living every moment. Because, you know, Chris, we're all going to go through hard times, especially if we're caring, loving people. Hard times will happen. We can't avoid them because if you care about people, you know, someone's going to get sick. Someone's going to pass away that we love or accidents will happen. So if, if between those times you can enjoy every moment, you're living a great life. Speaking of great, you are great. I can't thank you enough for <laughs> taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. Let our listeners know how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, both online and on social media. Sure. 
Oh, yeah, on both. Okay, so on, on Facebook, I do an In Motion Monday, live Monday morning. It's about three minutes or less video, and it's a little tip for the week to get you going. Friday is Fun Friday. So I try to make that, that lesson a little more fun and a fun thing to do over the weekend. But, uh, that's been, that's been a fun thing I've done for a long time. And, uh, and I've run into people who never comment, never hit like on it, and they'll be like, hey, I like those videos you do. So it's really fun to hear that feedback too. But, uh, so that's on Facebook. Debbie O'Connell is there. And then on Twitter, I actually have two. I have a golf positive and I have a live positive ink. I think I got there. On Twitter, I'm live positive. Um, let's see. They're the main, I'm on LinkedIn as well for the business. I'm doing lots of corporate work. I do run the corporate outings. I'm doing corporate speaking engagements. I'm doing um, team building, leadership. I just got my John Maxwell certification for coaching, training, and, and speaking, which was a phenomenal time. And, and he's incredible. He's written over 72 books, I believe, on leadership and personal empowerment and and personal growth, and it was a joy to learn from him and his staff, who are amazing. And uh, being certified there is is uh, it was such a privilege and an honor to learn from that group. And then to say I'm certified and be certified and continue learning from them is phenomenal as well. So in LinkedIn, Debbie O'Connell. Um, I know there's probably a lot of Debbie O'Connells. I don't know how how do you search that better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Online, right now I have two separate sites. I have the Golf Positive and the Live Positive, but pretty soon I have a new website launching. I've been working on it for a long time. I'm excited to be launching that soon. I don't have the actual launch date, but it's pretty close to being ready, and that's where everything will be housed under one website. Uh, but anything Golf Positive, Live Positive, my name should come up, and you should be able to find me. And, and I'd love it. I'd love uh, for people to to follow me, friend me, tweet with me, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I try to get on all of that as much as possible. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to come back. Ten great visits, and I'm already looking Woo! forward to number 11. I hope that comes up oh, very soon, awesome. my friend. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. You are, you're the best. It's been a pleasure. Nah, thank you, Debbie. All the best to you and your family. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Good luck in your tour, your 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 trip with your buddies. <laughs> ah, appreciate you. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm sure. Send me a check. Based this on time. your tips, I'll save a couple of strokes. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. All right, Chris. Have a great See you, night. Debbie. Bye bye. You too. Bye. That is the great Debbie O'Connell, golf positive. And as yeah, as you can tell, and as I say every time she joins me, my cheeks hurt so much because she makes me smile and laugh so much during the segment. Everything about Debbie oozes positivity, and it's uh. It's an inspiration to, uh, hey, first of all, to talk to her and have her on the show. And then uh, when you check out her videos on the Facebook Live stuff that she's doing, you check out her videos. And if you go to YouTube, you can find a lot of stuff there. And as you know, she links back from her website over to there as well. So everything about her is positive and getting you to enjoy and have fun out on the, uh, on the golf course. Just like she said at the top, right? It's just a game, right? Let's have some fun with it. Ten times, can't thank her enough, and looking forward to number 11. Hopefully that's very soon.